the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon. Thanks for coming along for the Christmas week edition of The Ride Home. Kath, good to see you. Mike, Merry Christmas to you. Uh, Were you out and about today, Uh, last-minute shopping? No. Nothing? You're done? No, I'm not done. I I believe tomorrow morning will be my day of being out and about. All right. I was out today. I was surprised at the volume of people that were out. Well, good. I'm sure that's wonderful news for every person who works in retail. Yes, it felt like days of old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. Well, did you did you buy our present, mine and Mike's? Uh, no. I'm sorry. I thought we had an on, uh, we had an agreement. We were not buying presents. Yeah, we do. Okay. Good. Shoo. But I like to bring it up every year, just in the, make me nervous on the off chance I could make you feel guilty or something. My lips gets a little sweaty there. Mm-hmm. Okay, Kath, as we always do, as we start off the show, would you please deliver us the top four? At four. I would. Happy to do so. John Mike for Monday, December 21st. Number one. The U.S. Congress prepared to vote today on a financial package that included roughly $900 billion of relief for households and businesses battered by the coronavirus pandemic, an emergency measure aimed at buoying the country through this difficult winter. According to the Wall Street Journal, the House is expected to vote first on a year-end compendium that includes the aid package, a $1.4 trillion spending bill that will fund the government through September, only through September, and many other measures, including an agreement to protect patients from surprise medical bills. The government's current funding expires at midnight, so they're working at the last minute. Of course, it puts lawmakers on the clock to finish drafting the legislative text of the final coronavirus relief agreement and pass it through both chambers. Number two. More than 70 cadets, John, at the U.S. Military Academy at West Point have been accused of cheating on a math exam, the worst academic scandal since the 1970s at the Army's premier training ground for officers. According to the USA Today, 58 cadets have admitted cheating on the exam that was administered remotely because of COVID-19. Most of them have been enrolled in a rehab program and will be on probation for the remainder of their time at the academy. Others have resigned. Some face hearings that could result in their expulsion. Tim Bakken, who's a law professor at West Point, called the scandal a national security issue. West Point cadets, he said, become senior leaders the nation depends on. Quote, there's no excuse for cheating when the fundamental code for cadets is that they should not lie, cheat or steal. We all rely on the military to tell us honestly when we should fight wars and when we can win them. And number three, after a weekend devoid of Steeler football, the team takes the field tonight in Cincinnati in a fight against the Bengals. Minus their star quarterback, Joe Burrow, Cincinnati isn't setting any records for the rest of the season. But listen, after our last two performances, Steelers aren't either. So it should be a contest worth watching. Anyway, we got to get our offense back in gear. Mm-hmm. 
Also beginning at 8 p.m., the telecast will feature Kermit and Miss Piggy in the broadcast booth. Sideline correspondent Fozzie Bear. Uh, the two older guys, remember them, providing their usual yeah. comedy in the stands. And, of course, Animal on the drums. Yes, I mean it. The Muppets will be starring in the third holiday-themed open for ESPN's Monday Night Football. Okay, all right, fine. And finally, number four, today, today is Tunch Ilkin Day in the city of Pittsburgh. Very good. Pittsburgh City Council President Teresa Kale Smith presented an official city proclamation that deemed today as such, and we are happy not just today, but every day to sing the praises of one of Pittsburgh's finest. Tunch is in his 23rd season on the Steeler Radio Network broadcast after playing 13 seasons for the team at offensive tackle and being named twice to the Pro Bowl. In October, Tunch announced he'd been diagnosed with ALS, and we are all, each one of us, standing with him as he battles. And today, it's all about celebrating Tunch and his countless contributions to our city and community. Tunch, we love you. Very nice. Pittsburgh City Council President Teresa Kale Smith presented the official city proclamation deemed Monday as Twin Jokin Day. Let me read you a little piece of this. Hold on for just a minute. Let me just say that's your top four at four. Oh, sorry. Thank you. Yes. Your top four at four. It's a winter solstice day. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's the proclamation. I'll just edit as I move along. Whereas Tunchilkin immigrated from Turkey in 1960 with his mother and father, the first native of Turkey to play in the NFL, well-known as an offensive tackle, playing 13 of his 14 NFL seasons in Pittsburgh, was named to the Pro Bowl twice during his career from 1980 to 1993. I'll go down a little bit. Recognized for his generosity and charity work as the director of the men's ministry, serving his church, the Bible Chapel in South Hills, and as honorary board chairman, volunteer at the Light of Life. Whereas Tunch and his good friend, former Pittsburgh Steeler Craig Wolfley, have worked together at the Light of Life Rescue Mission for over 30 years with their annual Tunch and Wolf Walk for the Homeless, which has completed digitally this year due to COVID-19. Resolved uh, for the City Council of Pittsburgh hereby commend Tunch for his unselfish service to those who are less fortunate residents of the city of Pittsburgh. Yeah, Tunch, congratulations. That's terrific news. I texted him a little bit ago and said, so out wait, all of a sudden it's Tunch Oaken Day in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, he's a big shot, right? Like, what's that about? Yeah. I mean, for heaven's sake, you've only been here doing excellent work for 40-some years. Now, look, we have a good friend who refuses to listen to any network feed of the Steeler broadcast, so much so mm-hmm. that he's configured some sort of technology which involves a VCR and a time delay. Yes. I don't know does. how this works, but it he does. is committed to the local Tunch Wolf Billy Hillgrove mm-hmm. broadcast. And so yeah, more power listen, to him. If you love the local broadcast as we all do, I mean Dan's willing to go the extra mile. So <laughs> yeah. anyway, three cheers for Tunch. Tunch, we love you so much. And uh we're with you. You're not alone. Yep. And uh for all of you who know Tunch and love look love Tunch. If you can find a way on social media to reach out to him and give him some encouragement, I bet that that would be appreciated. I'm into that. Listen, we are super, super excited. Counting down the days for this day, because joining us next in his regular Monday slot is Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent, where annually he presents here his Christmas White House poem. So good. We look forward to that, checking at the White House in and around the nation's capital, what's happening, plus poetry with a political slant. That's next. It's the solstice edition of the Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM.
98.5 WORD. If you've known the disappointment of a failed marriage, then you can testify to a broken heart. This week on Through the Bible, we find comfort and conviction from an unexpected source, the Old Testament book of Malachi. I'm Steve Schwetz, and I'll be sure to save you a seat on the Bible bus as together we travel through Malachi. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. For those of us who are healthy, it's hard to imagine what it's like to be chronically sick. If you're over 50, you may be fine today, but tomorrow, different story. Chronic illness can literally claim your financial world overnight. And suddenly you're tens of thousands in debt, mailbox overflowing with bills, notifications, warnings. And you think Obamacare will help you sort it out? Good luck getting someone even to talk to. This is Kathy Emmons, and my friends at Marley Financial have a better solution. It's their non-Obamacare pro-life health plan. It gives you the power of a national PPO instantaneously, savings of 30 to 60% off Obamacare for those over 50, no funding for abortion, and always someone to help you. Call 724-884-1496. One client recently in the hospital for 11 days for a bowel obstruction. The hospital billed him over $56,000. Marley Financial's non-Obamacare plan paid the entire claim and put $7,000 in his pocket. There's no other plan like it anywhere, and you can get it now. Call 724-884-1496 or visit MarleyFG.com. We want everybody to have a level of comfort knowing that they're in a safe environment, that they're in a caring environment and that their health and well-being is our top priority. At Stock Family Dentistry, exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. We are constantly screening both ourselves and patients. I want my patients to know that we are there for them. When they are ready, we are here. You're going to be safe. You're going to be well cared for. On Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. If you are a caregiver for a family member or loved one, this is an important message. Help at Home, formerly Excel Home Care, will pay you to take care of your family member or loved one. Yes, you heard that right. You can actually get paid to provide care to those you love. To learn more, contact Help at Home today and get started right now. Care and quality when you need it. Call Help at Home, 412-212-8950. 412-212-8950. What if the music stopped? If the familiar voices were silenced? If there were no breaking news updates? What if your companion and connection to your community came with a monthly fee? Don't worry, we're free local radio with you wherever you go. Celebrating 100 years and looking forward to the next 100. We are broadcasters. Text radio to 52886 and let Congress know you depend on your local TV and radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Since the beginning of time, a battle has been raging. The single most important question any human being can ask is the question, what is truth? A battle between God's truth and the deception of the world. Is our culture filled with lies? Focus on the Family presents The Truth Project. Discover how knowing the truth will transform your life. Focus on the family's The Truth Project at thetruthproject.org. Why does Trinity Jewelers Mark Helgerman advertise on Word FM? Every year we've grown. Every year has gotten better. I attribute that directly to the advertising. Word FM can give you something that no other station can give you because as Christian brothers and sisters, a relationship is formed through that radio and through the advertising, and that person will drive past 20 other jewelers to come and see us. There's no question Word FM has been huge for Trinity Jewelers. I mean, we wouldn't be anywhere near where we are if it wasn't for Word FM. It has um, 
created such a business base for us because it's made us larger than just your neighborhood jeweler. It's made us citywide. I feel like in a lot of cases with other advertising venues that it's more just make the sale, make the sale, get them to advertise, whereas I think at Word, there's no question I feel like Word FM is committed to making the businesses they advertise for a success. Isn't it time you advertised on Word FM? Call 412-937-1500. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. This is a big day here on The Ride Home. We wait uh, annually with bated breath for Greg Clugston to join us because uh, during the um, the week before Christmas, the, I'm sorry, the Christmas week, Greg turns from White House correspondent to the poet laureate of the ride home. But always Greg joins us to give us the workings of in and around the nation's capital. Greg, always a pleasure. Welcome today. We are waiting uh, excitedly for your poetry. Well, thank you, John and Kathy. Great to be here. Merry Christmas to you and all your listeners. Merry Christmas. Yeah, terrific to see you. Now, for those of you who are listening, you also can watch the show on Facebook right now. We're on Facebook Live if you want to see all of our mugs and Mike as he's trying to keep all the trains running on time. Uh, Greg's in his spare room at uh, his office or his home in, are you in Virginia? Maryland. Okay, so Greg's in Maryland, and I'm in my spare room on one side of the city of Pittsburgh. John's in the other. Anyway, yep. we're we're all linked together as some kind of weird family on uh, Facebook Live right now. Anyway, um, so oh, Facebook Live, by the way, the ride home with John and Kathy. Okay, Greg. So let's start with COVID relief before we get to the poem. Um, talk about where we are. Did the final vote take place today? It's still to come. Okay. Uh, they finally came to an agreement yesterday. And then today it was an overnight last night and early this morning and through the day it was put into bill form so that finally lawmakers could take a look at it. You know, this happens a lot when you have end of the year or right before deadlines uh, kinds of legislation, because what happens is you not only have the main pieces of legislation that are a part of the package, but then you have a lot of add-ons. And so there are hundreds of pages on this legislative package. But obviously the two major things are the COVID relief package part of it. And then the other aspect is just regular government funding that's going to uh, carry the U.S. government forward until the end of next September. So those are the two big uh, ticket items and then a lot of other stuff going on. So we're looking for a House and a Senate vote later today, later tonight even. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says, you know, they're going to stay there even if it's the middle of the night uh, or early tomorrow before they finally get a vote. But they'll do that before before going home. And the price tag on this stimulus for the COVID part of it is around $900 billion. So it's a lot less than what Democrats have been pushing for throughout the year, but it's the, it's the uh, amount that they came to terms on. See, okay, so I guess it's good news, bad news for a lot of people, Greg, right? People were looking for that $1,200 stimulus that came to us in the spring. Uh, it's about half of that or so, $600. It's not a lot of money for people who are in trouble. That's right. And that's what you have. That's what you mostly hear from the Democrats on Capitol Hill saying that this is a good start, but it's nowhere near enough. Uh, And Republicans are saying, well, we need to sort this out. And of course, they're 
from a political perspective, they're anticipating a Biden administration and they're just trying to kind of figure out what the best plan forward is. But you're right, John, it's going to be six hundred dollars per adult. And so uh, the good news, I guess, on that is what we heard from the secretary of the Treasury, Stephen Mnuchin. He said that some of those direct deposit payments could go out as soon as next week. And if you were back in spring, it took 15, 16 days to kind of get that process ramped up. But anybody who's already in the system with the IRS and with their direct deposit bank account information, those will start rolling out next week, which is good news. Okay, good. That's Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent, joining us in his weekly slot. It's a special day because just in a couple minutes, we're going to be hearing the annual White House Christmas poem. So stay tuned for that. If you'd like to watch the show, you can do that on Facebook Live, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. All right. So this government hack, I'm telling you, when this came into the news, Greg, it kind of was, I don't know, it kind of fell underneath a lot of other things because we were talking about COVID relief and, you know, challenging of the election results and, of course, the COVID numbers. Now I read more about it. It sounds really it sounds not good. borderline catastrophic. Yeah, you're, you're hearing not only from members of the government, but also former members, of example, for uh, the Homeland Security Department and others who have been involved in national security and, and intelligence issues. And they're raising serious alarms about the scope and the depth of this cyber attack. And it's not, it not only got into some private sector large companies, but obviously the federal government in several federal agencies. And so, uh, including Treasury, including Homeland Security. So th- those are very serious breaches, obviously. Uh, And what experts and officials are saying is that they don't really know the extent of what could be at stake. They just know that it's very serious, potentially catastrophic, and that it could take months to sort of unwind uh, everything and to re-secure everything. What's interesting is that we haven't really we didn't really hear anything all last week as we were learning of this day by day anything from President Trump. But then he he tweeted over the weekend that um, it was really not as a big a deal as it was being made out by some members of the news media. But then that was uh, that that was a counterpunch sort of to what we had heard from the secretary of state who was accusing Russia of being behind this. We also heard earlier today from the attorney general, William Barr, uh, talking about Russia and also talking about the severity of the situation. So uh, it is it is pretty serious, uh, depending on mostly who you talk to in Washington. Right. I mean, it's shocking in many ways, Greg, because, I mean, it really is, in essence, cyber warfare. And this is a major attack. I mean, America's secrets, whether it's nuclear or financial or infrastructure, mm-hmm. all that now looks like it could be found its way to the open market. Right. And so obviously that's what everybody's scrambling uh, in the know-how in the government, uh, scrambling to protect, to find out what may have been uh, put at risk. In terms of a foreign entity or someone having access to that information, obviously nuclear information, uh, very serious when you're talking about the Treasury and potentially the personal tax information of uh, everyday American citizens across the country. So a lot of potential ramifications here. And this is probably a story that's going to have a lot of pages and a lot of chapters going forward. Cal. All right, Greg. So um, I don't know what the exact percentages are, but I'd say probably, I don't know, 98, 99% of uh, the Trump legal challenges for the election have fallen on deaf ears, according to the U.S. uh, judiciary. So where does the president stand now as far as will his challenge, will his uh, rhetoric about this continue? 
It seems to be continuing, Kathy. And the latest we heard from Rudy Giuliani and the legal team as a part of the Trump campaign is wanting the Supreme Court to reevaluate what happened in your state of Pennsylvania. You remember some uh, adjustments made to allow some some ballots to come in three to five days after Election Day. And so uh, they're they're still hoping the Trump campaign is still hoping that the Supreme Court uh, will 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 take this up in sort of an emergency session. Um, There have been already a couple of lawsuits that did reach uh, that were filed directly to the Supreme Court. And over the last two weeks, two weeks, the justices simply turned those away. So we'll have to wait and see what happens this time. But um, I think by by most accounts, by many accounts, it's seen as another last ditch effort because. In so many cases, not just in Pennsylvania, but in all these other important swing states, uh, there have been roadblocks put up or or the judges have simply said uh, there's not enough there to move forward with any sort of legal action. Well, as always, it's interesting and uh, fascinating to see how this moves forward or not uh, for the um, inauguration day in uh, on January 20th. Uh, Greg, uh, let's pause now from the news cycle and uh, talk about you and the Christmas poem. Now, this is something that you've been part of our show for several years, but the history of, of your poetry goes back from um, many, many years beyond us. Right, John, it goes back to 1998. Wow. I had been house a couple of years at that point. So we're talking uh, the second term of Bill Clinton at the White House. <laughs> there was nothing to talk about then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You remember in 1998? Yeah, I seem to remember it. The scandal. It was mm-hmm. the impeachment year for Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. And so uh, what happens is at the at the White House, there are two levels of workspace uh, for members of the press corps. Most of the radio networks are in the basement with some of the cable TV networks and some other reporters. And uh, long before I got there, it was a tradition that there was always a, a press Christmas party held in the basement. And it was like potluck style. People would just bring uh, cheese and ham and rolls and cookies and cake. And we would just share uh, a nice little celebration uh, for lunch that day. And in 1998, I said, you know, I'm willing to do something. There wasn't any real structure to this. It was just a lunch gathering at, at Christmas time. And I volunteered to do something to kind of mark the year because it, we had just gone through a very strange year. And so I wrote the Twas the Night Before Christmas uh, talking about the Clinton impeachment. I did not do a poem the following year, 1999, and people said, hey, where's the poem? (laughs) And so I resumed it in 2000, and I have done it every single year since, and this year makes number 22. Oh, Oh, that's so terrific. Now, again, was it hard to find material for this year's poem? Well, you know, people uh, had had asked, if not recommended, that I do several volumes this year because <laughs> a lot of twenty. But I, but let's be serious. Who wants to relive all of twenty twenty no. in in such great detail? Right. 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 Okay. So, so in years past, you've done it at a White House luncheon. I'm assuming the luncheon did not take place this year. Yeah, that's right, John. Uh, COVID obviously canceled that, and so we have we did not have a gathering this year, and so I'm relying on. Um, on some, some, a couple of media appearances, including here on uh, The Ride Home, to uh, share the poem with a, with a larger audience. And uh, I'm happy to do that. Very good. Well, without further ado, Greg, um, let's move forward. Here's Greg Clugston with his annual White House poem. "'Twas the night before Christmas and in the White House, one creature was stirring, but it wasn't a mouse. 
There in the Oval, at the desk, in his chair, sat President Trump with a menacing glare. Stockings were hung, but the mood was sour as he agonized over the transfer of power. POTUS dozed off after tweeting a thread while visions of YMCA danced in his head. He dreamed of the year and all that took place, from impeachment acquittal to a presidential race. Coronavirus arrived, causing sickness and fear, but Trump said, like a miracle, it will soon disappear. <laughs> Dozens of Democrats ran White House campaigns. Nancy ripped Trump's speech in a show of disdain. Where is Hunter, POTUS demanded nonstop, while Sleepy Joe from his basement rose to the top. America wept when George Floyd couldn't breathe. Protesters and looters then took to the streets. Trump called in the troops, hoping clashes would stop, and he walked through the park to a church photo op. A conservative court was supremely complete after putting Coney Barrett in RBG's seat. Burks and the task force attempted to teach while Trump suggested injections of bleach. After spiking a fever plus a positive test, he flew to Walter Reed for treatment and rest. All of a sudden, there arose such a clatter, POTUS jumped up to see what was the matter. When, who should appear at the door with a knock but Anthony Fauci, the NIH doc? <laughs> he wore a gray suit with a blue shirt and tie, standing just five feet, seven inches high. With a New York accent, he discussed medicine with ease, diagnosing allergies and infectious disease. Mr. President, sir, I have a favor to ask to help slow the spread please wear a mask. Throughout the West Wing, the infected they came as Fauci took notes and called them by name. Now Kaylee, now Meadows, now Hope Hicks and Miller. Don't minimize COVID. It can be a killer. On Kellyanne, on Christie for crying out loud, keep socially distant and avoid the large crowd. <laughs> Trump hailed new vaccines and promised protection, but was clearly unwilling to lose the election. Mail-in ballots were viewed with suspicion as Biden pushed forward his plans of transition. Rudy and his team took the battlegrounds to court, but all the legal challenges came up short. And I heard Trump exclaim as he walked out the door, Merry Christmas to all. See you in 24. <laughs> oh. Hooray. Oh. Hooray, Greg Clugston. I'd say you've outdone yourself in a very difficult year. Excellent Holy work. Holy cow, that's 10 out of 10. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, thank you. It, you're right. Uh, it was a difficult year. Uh, obviously, we're never trying to minimize, you know, no. pain from any sort of no, no, uh, no, no. situation. But uh, it's just meant to be a summary that hopefully brings a smile uh, as we close out the chapter on a very, very hard 2020. Very much so. Well, Greg, I have to tell you that each year, of course, my big question is who is going to be St. Nick? And the fact that it was Anthony Fauci was really a job well done. Yeah, some, sometimes, Kathy, that's that's hard for me to kind of pinpoint or narrow mm -hmm. who that figure is going to be. This year, it just seemed so clear in my mind that uh, he was he was a, a really good a candidate for that. So I, I didn't sweat too much over his selection. And uh, and then recently, some reporting that Trump is thinking about maybe running again in four yeah, years. Right, okay. sure. That's a great way to close it, sure it out. Why not? Greg, can you send us a hard copy? We'd like to post it. I ab absolutely will. That's Fabulous. terrific. Now, let me ask you one question in closing. Does the person who is Santa in the poem each year get some sort of award, like the Santa Award? Mm -hmm. Is that is that presented at all? 
No, you know, that's we have not done done that in the past, but maybe we should think about that. Some someone like Anthony Fauci, very media savvy, he would probably be open to that kind he of probably thing. Probably would. So. I, I could yeah. be the head of your marketing team, Greg. Mm-hmm. You just there you go. Know. I love it, Kathy. That's good. Really great job. I'm telling you, you're the so William good. Shakespeare of the insider Washington circuit. Really it's excellent. William Greg. Shakespeare. <laughs> Truly it is. Really. It's my one poem a year. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Greg Clugston, SRN News. Greg, always a pleasure. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas to you to and your you, family. Greg. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas to you as well. In years past, most families had a local jeweler they could go to with confidence and trust. In these changing times, one store has managed to stay the same. LS Jewelers has been family-owned and operated for over 65 years. LS Jewelers in Robinson Town Center is a full-service jewelry store. We have the largest selection of laboratory-certified diamonds and engagement rings with both the finest quality and the best price. We also do custom design work as well as in-house repair. Don't trust your diamond purchase with just anyone. Come to LS Jewelers for the best price, service, quality, and selection. Life insurance for a dollar a day? Really? Sure, if you're young, in perfect health, and want to get coverage that you'll have to replace when you're older and not so healthy. If you want real life insurance coverage that'll be with you for life, call Big Lou. There's no dollar a day bait and switch schemes, only honest answers and quotes you can depend on. If you're 50 years old with a little more belly than you'd like, $750,000 for 20 years could be less than $200 per month. Go to BigLou.com and read Lou's reviews. He's a straight shooter with the best reviews you'll ever find. Call now to get your free, no-obligation quote and get started with affordable term life insurance. Call Big Lou at 800-529-2856. That's 800-529-2856. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on a few meds, too. Call 800-529-2856 or visit BigLou.com. Don't let pests haunt your home this winter. Get the help you need at BoozBugStoppers.com. When bats and rodents move in, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team are ready to serve them an eviction notice. Get a free quote on your pest problem today with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to safely treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? BoozBugStoppers at BoozBugStoppers.com. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. When questions find you, Merrill Edge Self-Directed Investing has personalized tools and insights to help you find answers. Get started at MerrillEdge.com slash within reach. Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Fenner, and Smith Incorporated. Registered broker-dealer, member SIPC. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app by heart, tune in, and at radio.com.
We'll see a bit of wet snow and rain at times this evening, followed by a couple of snow showers late. A slushy coating an inch around the city, low 34. Tomorrow, breezy, chilly, with a couple of snow showers in the morning, otherwise cloudy skies and a high of 37. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, low 29. Wednesday, sunshine through high clouds. It'll be milder with a high of 47. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. All right, well, we go from uh, poetry at the White House to news, of all things, about French dressing. Kath, when you have a salad, uh, French dressing, do you ever uh, pour it on? I, okay, I have one recipe for French dressing. One, mm-hmm. French dressing has a lot of calories in it, which is why I, don't, I try not to use it very much. Mm-hmm. But I have this one recipe from my friend Chris that is so good. Really? I mean, it's like a life-changing thing, but what, I don't understand. Why are you asking me about French dressing? Well, because French dressing, oddly enough, came into the news today. The FDA wants to stop regulating French dressing. Which Why is the FDA regulating French I, What, I, only French dressing? No, no, no. I did not know They don't know regulate this. Italian dressing or Well, here's Catalina? the weird thing. Um, the FDA is um, – they, they look at hundreds of foods – which include mayonnaise, bread, ketchup, milk, chocolate, whose makeup the agency controls. It has argued that many of the rules that this FDA looks at, 75 years they've been looking at what is inside some food. So um, the federal government has shown great interest in the humble dressing painstakingly regulating since 1950 the ingredients that French dressing must contain and revising the rules since 1950 at least five separate times. Now, the government says, you know what, we want to get out of the French dressing business. So on Friday, the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, said it was proposing to revoke its definition and standard of identity for French dressing effectively erasing the government-sanctioned list of ingredients at the request of an industry group, the Association for Dressings and Sauces. <laughs> oh, I want to work for them. Mm-hmm. You know, quote, I like a salad dressing. Quote, the standard does not appear necessary to ensure that the product meets consumer expectations, and the FDA has tentatively concluded mm-hmm. that it is no longer necessary. Now, Marion Nessel who is a professor of nutrition food studies at NYU says, quote, they want to do it because they want less fat than what's in the standard of identity. They want to put more junk in it. And their argument that as everybody knows what those things are, everybody knows what they're buying. So she said, she laughed and she said, doesn't the government have better things to do than worry French dressing? Yeah. I mean, I mean, for heaven's I, sake, let's try to figure out how we can get America vaccinated. I don't think we need to worry about what their French dressing looks like. Okay, so when you ordered, okay, say you go to a restaurant. Yes. Wh- what are you ordering for your salad I, dressing? I usually like some kind of like vinaigrette, like a, a either a balsamic, a raspberry vinaigrette. Mm-hmm. I like a home, basically any homemade dressing I'm into because I'm always interested to kind of taste how people right. do it. So, but those are, those are my standbys. Okay. So I know that you're big on homemade dressings. However, yeah. do you know that the, um, the dressing sort of, you know, uh, um, uh, thread people the- buy, f- people buy ranch dressing. Oh, yeah. I don't like ranch. 40% more than any other dressing. Really? It's ranch dressing, then Italian dressing, and then all other minor mm. dressings from that. 
See, don't you feel, I shouldn't say don't you feel, I should ask you, do you feel that ranch dressing takes over what you put it on? Oh, a hundred percent. Okay. It's See, just a big glob. It's kind of yeah. like, I mean, I like blue cheese, but you know, oh. you might like drinking it out of the bottle. Okay. But I'd rather have crumbled blue cheese because that's just like skip the intermediate step of making it into dressing. Yeah, exactly. Right? Let's just throw it on there. We it's... talk about taking over the taste. So blue oh, cheese does gosh. that. But ranch that. dressing, I did not know that 40% of the market is controlled by really? ranch dressing, then huh. Italian dressing. Okay. So, so I guess the genesis of this from what you said is that they were tr- so that the FDA is invested in making sure that if we buy something that's labeled as such, that we have a reasonable expectation that it will be that. Exactly. And so okay, now I never knew that they did that. Yeah. Now the, uh, the association for dressings and sauces said, yeah, we should just get out of that business as a government. We'll take care of this ourselves. Okay. Whatever. I mean, all right. So French dressing, I haven't made it in a while, a long time, like years, multiple it's years. It's super sweet. Yeah. So it has, so you have oil and vinegar in it. You have ketchup and you have brown sugar and onion. I think mm-hmm. that's what it is. But the weird thing about it is, and you would imagine this is true, French dressing has nothing to do with the French. Right? I mean, is that right? I mean, yeah. Just, I mean, the, the French, uh, in the article that I'm reading, FDA wants to stop regulating French dressing. They're basically saying anyone French would look at French dressing and laugh. Exactly. They'd say that. We would never. No one who's French would ever come up with that. Exactly. So, you know, it just I'm goes honest, back. To, I think it's tasty. It's a, it was my favorite dressing when I was a kid, I think yeah. because it was so super sweet. That's all. I like the tart, that, that tart edge to it. Mm-hmm. That to me, oh, I think it's really good. Okay, what's the difference between French dressing and Roquefort, right? I mean, they look similar in color. No, Roquefort, in is, Roquefort and blue cheese are close by. They're oh, both okay. white. Then yeah. Russian. I, Russian, Russian dressing. Russian, exactly. Yeah. I have no idea. They look the same. So does They're Catalina. Catalina is a little Catalina? more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like a little more spicier than French dressing. I don't know. I mean, I've been to Catalina and there mm-hmm. was no dressing. That dressing was never mentioned there. It wasn't. Okay. Mm, Again, it's probably just more of a marketing thing. I guess so. What if you're a French person living in Catalina? You don't stand a chance. Listen, if you're a French person living in Catalina, you are doing well. Yes, you are. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's take a break. Um, Josh Brown is with us next. Pastor Josh Brown. We're going to talk about Hebrews. He's going to talk about Hebrews 2, 14 through 18. WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. As Christmas quickly approaches, let's remember why Jesus came. Jesus was more than a teacher come from God. Jesus was God come to teach. He was God who stepped out of heaven, came to this earth, suffered, bled, and died. He was God in human flesh. Hear Adrian Rogers' series, God in Human Flesh, this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. Parents, let's be honest. Many high school and college-age kids seem to have little direction these days. That might be true for your son or daughter. They spend a lot of time gaming, hanging with friends, but nothing seems to lead them on a path to adulthood. You may want them to go to a four-year university, but their grades just don't warrant it. Their lack of passion and direction makes you wonder if a four-year university would even be a wise investment. Here's a better route to consider. The Full Stack Software Development Program from Steve Wozniak. Available through SalemCareerHub.com. They'll learn real-life work skills that are marketable and in high demand right now. 
And at SalemCareerHub.com, you can sign up for these courses at 50% off their regular price. Talk it over with your kids and get them out of the basement. They're probably as anxious as you are to move forward and just need a little push. The place to start, SalemCareerHub.com. You can also call 866-711-6275, 866-711-6275, or SalemCareerHub.com. Where can you find Pittsburgh's most affordable hand-built mattress? Only here at the Original Mattress Factory. At OMF, we've been manufacturing our mattresses and box springs in our own local factories and selling them factory direct for 30 years. We use the highest quality materials because we believe our customers deserve the best. OMF offers a better quality mattress at a better price compared to the mainstream brands. Stop by your local OMF location to see the Original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. Free shipping is great. Free shipping no minimum? That's the Walmart Plus Magic for your holiday. Get all your last-minute shopping done with free next-day or two-day shipping on a huge selection of eligible items from Walmart.com. With no order minimum, free shipping means the freedom to click that order button to your heart's content. Just another added benefit to your membership. Maybe that's why it's called Walmart Plus. Start your 15-day free trial today at Walmart.com slash plus. See membership details. Restrictions apply. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. Christmas, Christmas is right in front week. of us. Whoop, look, we're both talking at hey, the same hey, time. Christmas. We're so excited about Christmas. <laughs> anyway, it's coming up on us. And uh, so the question is, who was Jesus? You know, why did he come? What are what are we celebrating this week? Mm-hmm. And uh, we've invited, Do- uh, look, I was going to call him Dr. Josh Brown, Reverend Josh Brown to join us from Belfield Presbyterian Church in the Oakland District of Pittsburgh. But before we bring Josh on the air, I'm going to read a passage from Hebrews that he wants okay. to talk about. So this is Hebrews 2. You ready? Yep. Here we go. Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity so that by his death, he might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. For surely, it's not angels he helps, but Abraham's descendants. For this reason, he had to be made like his brothers in every way, in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God, and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. Because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. So Reverend Josh Brown joins us from Belfield Presbyterian Church. Josh, welcome in. John, Kathy, good to be with you guys. Kathy, thanks for padding my resume there a little bit. (laughs) Well, Merry Christmas to you, Josh. I I promoted you you for a minute. That's exciting. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, yeah. Merry Christmas, John. Yeah, thanks for having me on again, guys. I appreciate it. That's good. Okay, so Josh, uh, the passage Kath just read, Hebrews 2, 14, 18, that is not a typical Advent passage, is it? It's not. No, it's it's been one of my favorites for years, but you're right. It's not usually in the uh, Advent devotionals that you get. It's not one of the typical gospel readings from... Luke's birth narrative or the beginning of Matthew or some of these other ones that we read at Christmas time from the prophet Isaiah or things like that. And yet it gets at 
uh, it summarizes really all of the themes and the, the whole purpose of this season, as well as any passage of Scripture that I know of, uh, especially in the breadth of things that it covers in, in such a short set of verses there. Hmm. So then what does the passage talk about, Josh? It tells us what? Oh, uh, it, it, as I said, it covers a lot in just those first few verses there, but it shows us uh, who Jesus Christ is, first of all. In the beginning, it says that uh, he was made like his, made like us in every way. Uh, he partook of the, the verse I'm looking at here says, he partook of the same things, flesh and blood, that is, and made like us in every way. And and that's an interesting claim uh, on its own. If you see, if you go back and read a little bit earlier at the beginning of the book of Hebrews, the first few verses in chapter 1 is talking about Jesus and calls him uh, the radiance of the glory of God, the exact imprint of his nature, the one who upholds the universe by the word of his power. So when you understand that's the one who was made like us in every way, right off the mm-hmm. bat, you need to, I think you, you can't help but be amazed at the Incarnation. Uh, you know, John talks about the Word becoming flesh. The author of Hebrews here says that the one who upholds the universe by the Word of his power was made like us in every way. So um, it's clearly dealing with the themes of the Advent season, the Incarnation of Jesus Christ. And then it goes on right after that to say why he did that. Well, it, wasn't just a, it wasn't just God trying to see what he was capable of doing, some, some just little you know, bio-celestial experiment or something. Uh, but it said he came to do that so that through his own death, he might destroy the one who has the power of death. So that, that's why he came. That's the whole reason, uh, to deliver those who had been uh, enslaved by their own fear of death throughout their whole life. That, that's why he came, he said, to, um, to destroy this thing that has been hanging over all of our heads, this sentence that is still there, uh, but to let us know that it's no longer, it's no longer final. It's been stripped of its power. Um, yeah. It goes on then, be, and the last thing I'll just point out as it goes on, again, there's much more I could say, but it says because of that, because he's been made like us in every way, even experiencing death, he's able to help us when we are being tempted, when we are going through the difficult times of life. We, we know that Jesus really knows what it's like to go through the messy parts of this world. Josh, did you watch The Good Place? Did I watch the Good Place? Is that what you asked me? Yeah. I didn't hear you. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen the whole series, but I've seen I've seen a bunch of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it just as I was reading this, I thought of one scene from the Good Place, um, which is just a really terrific, thought-provoking show in a lot of ways. Um, but one of the things she says, um, Eleanor Shellstrop says, is that um, every happy thing on Earth is a little sad because mm-hmm. we all know we're going to die. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was such a an accurate representation of what it's like to live as a human and hebrews 2 changes that all around because not only is the power of death canceled but jesus was interested in freeing us from the fear of it yeah that, that's i think that's a great connection to making it and and even um you know I, I think even christians even people who have been believers for a long time even people who have a very mature faith you still recognize that there there is that element sure. there um, you know, we, we can uh, we can talk about it in very good and, and brave sounding ways, but I think on some level um, we realize, yeah, that there's something that is a little frightening about that. Uh, even if we know that it's no longer final, even if we know that Christ has overcome it, even if we believe deeply and firmly in all of those things, there's still that residual element of it. I think, um, and, and that's why I love even the the other phrase that's in there where it says, "Look, he didn't he didn't come. It's not the angels that he helps." <laughs> But he mm, came to help Abraham us. Descendants, yeah. Um, yeah, it's not the Ab- angels that he helps, but Abraham's descendants. That is all of us, all of those who belong to God through faith. That's what uh, Galatians 3 tells us. That's who Abraham's descendants are. 
And uh, what it what it sets forth in that little passage, as I said, I think is certainly at the heart of the gospel, but definitely the Advent season here. Why? Who is Jesus? Why did he come? What was the, what was the reason? And what did it accomplish? It's all touched on in those uh, few verses there. Right. And if maybe this year more so than ever, it's a, a good Advent, Advent COVID uh, piece of Scripture as sure. well. I think that's exactly right, John. I really do. Um, I think that, you know, some people could read a passage like that and say, oh, come on, it's it's Christmas Eve, Christmas coming up here. We should be celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. Why are you talking about death when we're talking about the birth of Jesus? And I understand that. But I think a passage like this helps us to look with very clear, very sober eyes at the world as it is, and, and not have to pretend to put on some kind of smile that we don't really feel. Or, you know, the, the, sometimes it can, honestly, sometimes it can sound a bit disingenuous if, if the world is in a really dark place or, or we're going through some really difficult times and you hear somebody say, ah, don't worry about it, everything everything's great, just it's Christmas, you know, celebrate Christmas. Um, there can be a veneer to that that people uh, see for what it is, I think, some, sometimes. Uh, and so a passage like this, which acknowledges, yeah, there's a reason that Jesus came, and, and this is why, so that he could conquer the thing that none of us can face on our own. That's why he came. And because he did, and because he did that, now you know that you have someone who can help you, no matter what you're going through. We're talking to Pastor Josh Brown, Belfield Evangelical Presbyterian Church. It's in the Oakland neighborhood of the city of Pittsburgh, right across from uh, what was the uh, old Pitt bookstore, across from the uh, the towers at the University of Pittsburgh. So, Josh, uh, speaking of COVID, and of course, um, you know, a lot of churches not gathering. Uh, what are things like uh, for New Year's Eve, Christmas Eve, I should say, sorry, uh, for Belfield? Yeah, we're facing the same really difficult decisions that, that everybody is with this. Uh, I mean, our approach, um, we've tried to uh, you know, see how we can be faithful to just our biblical and, and theological convictions, but also responsible uh, in caring for our congregation and our community. Uh, so we are uh, we are not having a, an in-person worship service on Christmas Eve, which is a hard thing to hard thing hard decision to make, I think, but but one that we have done carefully and, and prayerfully. Uh, we are going to be having one that is online, like a lot of churches. There will be a Facebook watch party that we have scheduled for five o'clock, but it will be up on our YouTube channel. You can watch anytime at your convenience. Um, our Christmas Eve service every year is one that we have always done in partnership with PRISM. That's the Pittsburgh Region International Student Ministries. So we have a number of uh, international students and families as a part of that, helping to remind us that the good news of Jesus is good news for the world. Um, and we are going to have our, our sanctuary space just open for a little time in the evening. If People just need a, a kind of personal, private place to stop in and just pray. Uh, but that, there won't be, a, won't be a service full on that happens there. All right, so that's Christmas Eve at Belfield Presbyterian Church on Fifth Avenue in Oakland. Um, open hours on Christmas Eve, as Josh said, I think 7 to 9 p.m. Josh, thanks so much for being with us today. And yeah, Merry Josh. Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to yeah, you. Yeah, my pleasure, guys. Merry Christmas. Time. Take a break. we got more ahead. It's the uh, Monday edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Christmas Without Music, that's next. Christmas at the 
at the Spring House in 84 means lots of activities. Although we don't look like elves, we certainly feel like Santa's helpers as we go about our daily chores. In the bake shop, we're making pie dough and pie fillings from scratch to produce the best homemade pies you've ever tasted. The favorites are raspberry, apple crumb, caramel walnut, pumpkin, and sour cherry. And we're also doing all kinds of breads and cookies for gifts or just for good eating. In the basket-making area, we're putting together wonderful country gift baskets just popping full and topped with beautiful bows. We like to say they're no fluff. They're just filled with good stuff. In the smokehouse, we're smoking round the clock our own hickory-smoked hams, turkeys, and even salmon. And I almost forgot we're also making our own eggnog with fresh milk from our own cows, and it's wonderful. Throughout the Springhouse store, we're filled with country gifts that will delight the young and the young at heart. Come to the Springhouse in 84 for an old-fashioned Christmas. Don't let pests scare away your business. Get the help you need at BoozBugStoppers.com. When cold drives pests and rodents inside, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team has your business covered. Get a free quote on your pest control and sanitation plan for the upcoming year. With no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Boo's Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. First Presbyterian Church is a beacon of light and love to this community. The message that I hear sustains me for the whole week. I love this church because of the diversity and the music and the people. The incredible beauty of the space. A warm, welcoming congregation. The people are amazing and truly love one another and Christ and our pastor preaches the gospel. I want everybody to Pittsburgh to come and experience. First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, in the heart of the city, with the city in its heart. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. This is Greg Trzynski from the Original Mattress Factory. As we enter the holiday season, it's a good time to stop and reflect upon what we're grateful for. Well, this year is very different than what many of us expected. There was a lot of good. Our entire team at OMF wanted to take this opportunity to say thank you for your support. We pledge to continue to provide the highest quality mattresses and great value that you've come to expect from the Original Mattress Factory. We wish you and your family a happy and healthy holiday season and a wonderful new year. Well, so we just heard from a a local pastor about um, how that church plans to celebrate Christmas Eve. And of course, um, all over the country, people are looking at this individually and know, trying to figure out what makes sense. Uh, our church is gathering, if they are gathering on Christmas Eve, which of course is the highlight for many, many people, uh, the celebration, the music, the pageantry, what does that look like? I saw an article in the Washington Post that did a survey of some sorts of what it's going to look like with churches in the Washington, D.C. area. You would imagine, I mean, the National Cathedral, it's one of the biggest churches in the country. And so in their church, in the National Cathedral, uh, they're used to having a choir that numbers in the hundreds. Well, this year they've toned it down considerably. And what they're going to do in their church is have small clusters of singers. Here's this phrase, 
socially distance from each other, spread out all over the cathedral in all the far corners, along the same way with wind instruments. The wind, in, so the whole thing hopefully is some sort of an umbrella. It won't have the same focused power, but there still will be music that's available. Now, again, what about the, you know, the pipe organ, which of course is a, a center point for a lot of people as well. It's a very difficult thing to figure out. And I think, Kath, you know, greater minds than you and I have been doing this, making this planning. It's like D-Day since, you know, the summertime to try to make some sense of it all. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. As someone who does church music, you were hoping back in the summer that this wouldn't be the case. Sure. So, you know, I think a lot of the planning's really happened in the last 30 days (laughs) because people are finally like, okay, well, I guess this is what it's going to be then. I don't I mean, that idea of doing a choir that way. I mean, I've sung in a lot of choirs. I just have to tell you that is incredibly challenging. I'm sure it is. something I'd really want to be involved in. You can't hear anybody else's part, no, right? Oh, right. And time but in a huge room like that would be really tough. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app. iHeart, tune in and at radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President-elect Joe Biden receiving his first dose of the coronavirus vaccine on live television. As part of a growing effort to convince the American public the inoculations are safe, the president-elect took a dose of Pfizer vaccine at a hospital not far from his Delaware home just hours after his wife, Joe Biden, did the same. A new COVID-19 relief bill shaping up in Congress, including individual payments reaching $600 for most Americans, and an extra $300 a week in unemployment benefits. Votes on the bill in the House and Senate expected today. Stocks ending mixed on Wall Street as a new potentially more infectious strain of the coronavirus as countries around the world restricting travel to the United Kingdom. The Dow gained 37 points, the Nasdaq was off 13, and the S&P dropped 14. This is SRN News. I'm jealous of Santa's special skills. The guy has as many advantages as he has Lego sets. He's hitting over a billion chimneys in a single night, while I can't remember the last time my eyes saw past midnight. He's got the support of his eight magical reindeer, while I'll be leaning on the support of the good people at Amazon. Santa uses his advantages to deliver happiness and joy. And while our faith and family mortgage team is led by my father and not a very shiny nose, we too are lucky to have a special advantage that delivers our version of happiness and joy to you. And that is our direct lender advantage. Our team is part of a company that uses its own money and makes its own lending decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. And this advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. We our United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. As you know, our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everybody get the best sleep of their lives. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream Bed Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep. And that's the whole point, right? Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Now, we know my pillow products come with a 10-year warranty, but my pillow has just announced that they are extending their 60-day money-back guarantee. That's right. Orders placed between now and December 25th will have the 60-day money-back guarantee extended through March 1st, 2021. 
The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Call 1-800-391-0954. Promo code is WORD. That's 1-800-391-0954. Or go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code WORD. Get the best night's sleep of your life. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. What if the music stopped? If the familiar voices were silenced? If there were no breaking news updates? What if your companion and connection to your community came with a monthly fee? Don't worry. We're free local radio with you wherever you go. Celebrating 100 years and looking forward to the next 100. We are broadcasters. Text radio to 52886 and let Congress know you depend on your local TV and radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. We'll see a bit of wet snow and rain at times this evening, followed by a couple of snow showers late. A slushy coating to an inch around the city, low 34. Tomorrow, breezy, chilly with a couple of snow showers in the morning, otherwise cloudy skies and a high of 37. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, low 29. Wednesday, sunshine through high clouds. It'll be milder with a high of 47. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along for the 5 o'clock hour, the Monday, Christmas week edition of The Ride Home. Kath, um, during the break, Mike was telling me that one of our listeners uh, chimed in and said, uh, watching the streaming that's going on right now on Facebook, our, our, our live stream, and someone said that they always assumed that I, John Hall, looked like John Tesh. And they may have been disappointed to see in wow. actuality, I look nothing like John Tesh. No, I, I would also say your net worth is less. It's just a guess. <laughs> and I don't know the intimacy of your finances, but I think yeah. he got like $14 million for writing the uh, 12 bars of the oh, NBA right. on NBC theme. That's right. You know, uh, Kenny Woods and I, hung out backstage with John Tesh once. Is that right? Yeah, years and years ago. John Tesh was in town doing a show. It might have been, I'm not quite, I forget where it was. My memory fails me, of course. Um, and and I, Is John Tesh still doing a radio show? I think I he was doing know. like- He did one for a long time. Yeah. And so he was very, very generous with Kenny and I, and he brought us, brought us back. Is he a, a nice sort of guy? Oh, he's a great guy. Really congenial. Really a nice guy. And he showed us this like little sort of box you know, this was like probably, I bet you it was probably at least 15, maybe even further ago. Just a little box that he was using as his um, transponder to broadcast his nationwide radio show. And I just remember Kenny going, whoa, we were, we were greatly impressed by John Tesh's um, right. pl- uh, achievements there as far as his technical prowess. Again, anyway. you should be more uh, more impressed by his net worth. Mm, yeah. Just goes to show you, you know, just a, a, a few bars can really change a oh, person's life. Oh, he's a king. He's, he's an absolute like genius when it comes to writing jingles. Yeah. So and many I, jingles that we know he wrote. 
But, you know, Mike was saying, who's John Tesh? Because, you know, you know, Mike's sort of, you know, a little younger, didn't really know John Tesh. I said I identified him as the host of Entertainment Tonight. Oh, I forgot about that. Right. Which, I, you know, him and what, what, right. was, the, what was his co-host Mary name? Hart. Mary Hart and John Mary Tesh. Hart. That was a long time. Hmm? That was a long time. Yeah. I think of him because he just has written so many jingles. I'm pretty sure he wrote, I'm loving it for McDonald's. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think really? he made multiple millions on that. Um, there are a lot of, there are a lot of other ones. Those are the NBA and NBC is one of them. And that's another, and that's all I can think mm. of. And I bet he's written hundreds, hundreds of them. Hundreds. Very interesting. He's also married to Connie Selica, who starred in a show I liked when I was a kid, like in, I don't know, it was like in fifth grade or something, Hotel. It oh, was about hotel. A ho- it, it was about a hotel in uh, San Francisco. Yeah, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. And, that oh, was you, like, know who, you know who was in that with her? James, James Brolin. Brolin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. This is exactly. like down memory lane with That's John right. Tesh. I, want, I wanted to grow up and work in a hotel like Connie Selga did. It wasn't Ronald Reagan's uh, former <laughs> wife in hotel, wasn't she? No, uh, Jane Wyman. No, she was Jane on Wy- Falcon Crest. <laughs> I don't know anything about those shows. Samara. Well, those 80s, 80s shows? Oh, yeah, big time. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Big hair, big shoulder pads, right? Yeah, but Jane Wyman wasn't wearing big hair and shoulder pads at that point. She was in she her was, late 70s, I would she think. She was at matronly that at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she yeah, she was keeping things under control on Falcon Crest. I don't right. really remember the details of that. Mm-hmm. She was wishing that she had written the McDonald's theme song. Right? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure I was only watching that um, sneaking around when my parents weren't paying attention. Sneaking around? Because that was one of those Saturday night at 10 p.m. shows, I believe. Was it? Or no, no, because that was Fantasy Island. It was on late, but it was a 10 p.m. show. What? What could possibly have been untoward about that that show? It was a soap opera. Everything was untoward about that show. It was 1980. I mean, it was bad. Really? I mean, it was bad. I mean, it wasn't like Cardi B. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I mean. It wasn't that going on. Oh, it wasn't that. I mean, Jane Wyman might have been flashing an ankle. Maybe. Jane Wyman, well, I can't remember who starred in that show other than her being on it. I don't remember much about it, except Falcon that Christ. I except I had this sense of guilt about it, so I know that I was sneaking around behind my parents' back to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> the psychological inner workings of a young Kathy Emmons. Mm-hmm. So that was like, that era, you know, was sort of kicked off by Dallas, right? Yes. And, and then everybody sort of co- did right. copycat, yeah, and, jumping and on board. I, I'm pretty sure that dynasty and falcon crest came on around the same time trying to pick up on the dallas theme of course they did yeah remember the woman on, on um no dynasty Mm-mm. who had the gray hair she had this like silver hair Lin- no. linda evans oh linda okay. evans oh sure i remember linda evans she had the gray hair I don't silver know. hair I, I don't know yeah i think that's i think that was her name she started <laughs> dynasty i was never allowed to watch dynasty Mm-mm. the falcon Mm-mm. cast uh I see lorenzo uh Lorenzo Lamas. Lamas? Lorenzo Lamas and mm-hmm. Jane we- uh, Wyman. Yep, mm-hmm. that was Ronald Reagan's first wife. Susan mm-hmm. Sullivan. Don't know who Don't that know. is. Robert Foxworth. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Alicia. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, was Lorenzo Lamas, was he was, was he like related to? Yeah, he was the son of. Um, the Dolly Lamas. Fernando. Fernando Lamas. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Fernando, Fernando Lamas was his dad. All right. Again. If you're under a certain age, you have no idea what we're talking about, right? right? This is like, you know. But if you two were sneaking around to try to uh, 
not let your parents see what you were watching on TV. You're going to know what Wait, I'm talking Lore- about. Was Lorenzo Lamas MacGyver? No. Was he? He looks like MacGyver. No, MacGyver yeah. was. Um, uh, he had three names. The guy who was MacGyver. I don't know. Can't think of his name. It's like Ed and Wendy Bell. All of a sudden, we're like party line. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Like, what the heck's going what? on? What's going Did on? Did you look that up, Mike? Who's MacGyver? What's his name? Uh, let's see here. Wait, I'm not, sorry. Not the what? new guy, because that's not stupid. the new guy. Yeah. What's Ed? Uh... What are? What's Ed and Wendy's name? I'm sorry, I misidentified. You know, I never heard them. <laughs> you never did. No, I never did. Oh, I should stay up and watch. Listen to Party Line, the Party Line Pretzel. Hey, listen, if you're listening to the program, you can also watch it. So you can uh, log oh. on to Facebook right now, Facebook Live, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. You mm-hmm. can watch this show unfold as uh, Mike tries to figure out what the guy's name was who was uh, MacGyver. Right. And so you may have thought, you know, thought, well, we look like John Tesh and Linda Evans. We don't. No. Richard don't. Dean exactly. Anderson. That's right. original MacGyver. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I knew it was three names. Mm-hmm. Yes. Pretty good. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I guess we should take a we, break. What were we supposed to be talking about right now? We were going to talk about one word pandemic. Yeah. Oh, okay. Forget it. We didn't get there. No, we were not. This topic Sorry. was a okay. lot better in my opinion, but I think so. Yeah. <laughs> it's much right, more so... pivotal to talk about Falcon Crest on a Christmas Monday. But we've reached the, you know, the age where we kind of go, we need like three of us to make sense of one whole conversation. <laughs> yeah, we do. Right. It's, it's sad. That's actually. really dangerous. Yeah. yeah it's it kind of like sitting around at night with my wife and we're going, remember when, and how about that guy's name? And who was that person? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. All right. Next, uh, we're going to talk about, uh, well, what if 2020 is not such a Merry Christmas? What are your feelings about that? I mean, how do you navigate through this week and the next couple of weeks? We'll talk about that in just a few minutes. Stick around. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM. One hundred one point five WORD. The angels weren't the first to announce the birth of Christ. If you look closely enough, you'll find hints of his coming in the book of Genesis. Join us for our series, Christmas in the Beginning, and discover glimpses of the gospel all this week on Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Truth For Life with Alistair Begg, tomorrow morning at 6 on 101.5 WORD. Still paying outrageous premiums for your health insurance? Or maybe you settled with a ministry plan, some short-term medical or limited benefit plan that lacks the coverage you need? This is Kathy Emmons for my friends at Marley Financial. Every agency offers the same stuff, well, except for Marley. Marley Financial now offers a unique ACA clone that looks, feels, and most importantly, acts just like a Blue Cross plan. In fact, it's even better. You can go to any hospital or facility anywhere in the country. They'll actually waive your deductible for inpatient and surgery. Does your plan do that? Plus, they can customize your plan to reduce your costs for the rest of your life. Contact Marley Financial today, 724-884-1496. You don't have to wait till open enrollment. 724-884-1496 or visit MarleyFG.com. Nobody does health insurance like Marley. 724-884-1496. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. 
I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. Don't let pests haunt your home this winter. Get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. When bats and rodents move in, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team are ready to serve them an eviction notice. Get a free quote on your pest problem today with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to safely treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. Finding the right type of care for your loved one can be a highly emotional decision. Moving your loved one to a nursing home, rehab center, or independent care may not be necessary. Help at Home, formerly Excel Home Care, can provide a warm, family-like environment with a Help at Home caregiver, or you may even qualify to get paid to take care of the ones you love. To learn more, call Help at Home, 412-212-8950. 412-212-8950. This is such a year of disappointment, heartbreak, loneliness, all those, whatever your adjective is for this year. So what if, you know, you're Monday of Christmas week and you go, I got nothing. Um, you know, my tree's not up. I'm not sending cards out. Uh, I have no Yuletide log to share. I'm just done with Christmas. What if that's you? Well, Wendy Alsop is with us. Wendy uh, is um, the author of Practical Theology for Women. Her most recent book, Companions in Suffering, Comfort for Times of Loss and Loneliness. Wendy, uh, this subject came up and we thought, well, you're the perfect person to talk about this. You've written extensively about this, obviously thought and prayed about it as well. So thanks. Yeah, thank you for having me on. And it is definitely um, the time of year where there's a spotlight on our suffering. And it's very hard to get away from it. And um, it's a it's a rough time for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I think John may have booked this segment to get me out of my my anti Christmas funk. She is she's in a funk. (laughs) It's not I'm not anti Christmas. I lost both my parents recently, Wendy. And I just don't it's just too sad. Yeah, you know, and plus, you know, you know, COVID-19 kind of ruins everything, not kind of, COVID ruins everything. We're having right. t-shirts, we're having t-shirts made. And um, it's just one of those things where I just feel like I don't have a tree up. I don't have it. We're just kind of, you know, we're, we're fine, but it's just, you know, there's none of that holiday magic going on. Right. So, I mean, so with that, I mean, is there guilt involved in this or is it okay? I mean, it's, is it okay just to kind of wash your hands and say, I love the Lord, but you know, I'm not going to engage there's no festivities this year. I don't think there's any guilt in it. And I think that what these, the suffering this particular year makes us, and it's perfectly okay to lose all the trappings and it's okay to lose the trappings of Christmas. We haven't lost the essence of Christmas. And when you lose the trappings and you don't feel like putting up the tree and or lighting the candles or sending out the Christmas cards, it's a good time just to remember to read the passages. Mm. You know, it's a good time to just meditate on Isaiah 9 or read a book on Advent. 
or just read the Christmas story to yourself on that morning and, and to understand the folks waiting on Jesus to come that first Christmas were in the situation we are in. And so maybe more than ever before, we're in a position to understand the true agonized longing mm. they had for Christ to come. Mm. All right. So talk about the people that Jesus came for at that time that he was alive. Um, what was their situation? How is it similar to where we are now? Well, they were oppressed. You know, they were an oppressed remnant of Jews that had long been waiting on someone to come and make it right and to um, free them from Roman oppression. Um, and Physically, uh, they were um, oppressed. They lived in a, a sickness, um, was big in their lives. Their lives had a much shorter life expectancy than we did. And so a lot of the things that we're struggling with, some of us are struggling with it really for the first time, or maybe we kind of lived a life that we didn't have. Yes, yeah. Um, quite these pressures on us, but we kind of are stepping into something that's been a reality for many Christians for many millennium. You know, uh, this era, this time we're walking through, it kind of reminds me of like, you know, when someone's upset and, you know, you're face to face with someone and someone says, well, just relax. I mean, that it doesn't work works. usually. Never works. Right. Or someone says, you know, I, I know that this is not the greatest time, but you should cheer up. I mean, it's just horrible advice. People are, you know, meaning well and hoping to, you know, bring a sense of normalcy. But I, I guess I go back to that, Wendy, you know, it, it's okay just to let it pass by. Yeah, and it's okay to lament and mourn the loss. Um, Christ came to a lamenting people. They had a lot of woundedness and, and, and sadness in their life for a long time. And they hadn't seen God moving. The, the, he had been quiet through scripture for a long time. They hadn't seen him moving in a long time. And there was quite a bit of lament written in scripture during that waiting period. And I think... Um, I think actually this is a really good situation for us mm -hmm. to understand the true meaning of Christmas because Christ did not come to people who had it all together and had an easy life. And the beauty of him coming was the depth of the sin and the sorrow, you know, the sickness and sorrow that we, they bore. And so it was him coming into that that made his coming so beautiful and, and so if we can hold on to all that is wrong, you know, we don't have to forget what is wrong in this world to appreciate what he came to do. And we can maybe recognize the beauty of his coming in a very different way as we face head on how bad this year is, how bad our pain is, the loss of loved ones. And you can't even mourn them with your normal rituals of mourning. I mean, what a horrible year to lose a loved one. Oh my gosh. You, uh, because you can't even have your normal funeral and your normal time with of, of family support and group support. So it's good and right to mourn these things, but also to remember Jesus came in for this very kind of lament and mourning and loss in life. Wendy Alsop is with us, author of The Recent Companions in Suffering, Comfort for Times of Loss and Loneliness. Um, you speaking to us from South Carolina, Wendy? 
Yes, I am. Okay. From Terrific. the farm. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, I've enjoyed your writing for so long simply because you write so honestly about things like this. Um, and you don't try to sugarcoat things when they're hard and you don't try to make the gospel some kind of health and wealth situation. Um, but just the truth that it is. So just take a minute, Wendy, talk about, um, your own experience with suffering, uh, for people who haven't read your work and don't know you, um, what's your experience been like? Well, you know, my most recent book, Companions in Suffering, came out of um, a season of uh, loss in personal relationships. And then I was diagnosed with cancer, breast cancer, as a single parent and had a pretty long, hard season of trying to get my feet under me. And I had some rough Christmases um, during that season in particular. Um, And so the Lord... um, The Lord helped me to know really through scripture itself that it's okay to name these losses, own them for what they are and lament them. You don't, you don't have to put on a happy face through broken relationship. It's okay to say that's bad. I don't want that in my life. That's not an unchristian thing to say. That's a Christian thing to say. Um, And so those losses and really seeing in scripture, how we mourn those losses you know, the Psalms of Lament, um, the really wrestling that Job did with God, these all were really helpful to me to know it's okay to name these things as bad, because that was not how God intended it to be. Was that a hard thing to do as a parent, Wendy, with your kids there? Uh, Somewhat, but I actually found it was pretty emotionally healthy for them to me for me to be honest about what was wrong and not to, to try to pretend like this bad circumstance isn't bad. Um, and I had a wise uh, counselor tell me early on that you, I would I, I ran the risk of causing them to doubt their own perceptions of reality. If mm-hmm. I took this thing like cancer and said, Oh, it's cancer, but cancer's not so bad. You know, you don't need to worry about this. And instead, we learn to verbalize what our concerns were and pray about them. Actually, it is bad. We serve a good God. And so we're going to take these bad circumstances, own them as bad, and take them to God and trust that he is good, even though this is truly bad. Right. That's, that's a lot of wisdom right there. That's a good really person good. guiding you through. So, Wendy, I mean, before you leave, you, you, how are things with you? Uh, right now, I've got a reasonably, well, actually, <laughs> I'm not great, um, but I've got a, a lot of arthritis, but my cancer, we think we've taken care of it. I had it in my lymph node, so it's kind of a long-term risk, but um, they've got great medicine. I'm I'm very thankful for the God's common grace to doctors. I have a, a pretty good prognosis, but we have to keep our eye on it. Of course, that's good. Well, I mean, just as you said a little earlier, I mean, our lamenting, there are, you know, there's many people have gone before us, right? And the greats have written it down. And so mm-hmm. whatever the disappointment, the anger, the fear, all that, people have walked through it together. So it's good to know that and to, to suffer through with those who have gone before. Yeah. Wendy, thanks Absolutely. so much. Absolutely. Yeah. And to know that God preserved in his. You can go on. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Wendy. Thanks for having me.
Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Wendy also. Wendy, you know, you're one of my favorites. I love your writing. I love your tweeting. And when I say I love your tweeting, that is a really rare thing because who really loves tweeting? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's Wendy also. More details at <laughs> johnnycathyshow.com. Yeah, her work is called Companions in Suffering, Comfort for Times of Loss and Loneliness. Are you struggling in your marriage, giving each other the silent treatment? Do you feel hurt? You can save your marriage. Hope Restored, a marriage-intensive experience by Focus on the Family, provides in-depth quality counseling care that will make a difference in your life and your marriage. Call 1-866-875-2915 or go to HopeRestored.com. That's HopeRestored.com. Hi, it's me, Marsha, from the Springhouse. How are you? Hey, take a big whiff. Mmm, can you smell it? The real hickory wood burning long and slow in our smokehouse to smoke our old-fashioned hickory smoked hams. Have you ever tried a springhouse smoked ham? The meat is so tender, it falls right off the bone when it comes out of the oven. And the taste, mm mmm, a taste of days gone by. A springhouse hickory smoked ham makes a great corporate gift in a big springhouse box with a big red bow on top. Or how about for all those sage folks that remember smoking their own hams as youngsters? Give us a call at 724-228-3339 to order your whole or half hickory smoked ham from the Springhouse. Or check us out on the web at www.springhousemarket.com. And Merry Christmas from all of us at the Springhouse in 84 PA. Across the country, the fall semester of colleges have come to an end. Now, of course, COVID has really affected how colleges teach. Your child maybe have been in college and uh, has had primarily Zoom classes. We're happy to report that Grove City College, where Kath and I have children who have attended, really made a great effort to make sure that most of the students were able to attend in-person classes. Mm -hmm. And you know what? It's been a good semester. Our kids have really thrived this semester. We really had great encouragement from the teaching that was online and in person at Grove City College. Now, of course, there were some COVID cases, but not enough to really affect things or shut things down. So Grove City College, if you're thinking about your child for next semester or next year at Grove City College, we'd highly recommend because we know the leadership and the quality, the nature of those who are in leadership at Grove City College. Yeah, and I feel like I can speak well to this, John, because my daughter's one of the people who got COVID-19, and she's a student at Grove City. We had to bring her back um, at the beginning of November, and uh, nothing at all about this entire era is ideal, but I felt like the college did the best that they could in dealing with rising cases, and a lot of students went home, some students stayed, and I think you're right. The prioritization of in-person learning as long as they possibly could is what really made this semester go. That's right. If you're looking for a quality education with Christ-centered in the middle, Grove City College online, gcc.edu. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com, in the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. We'll see a bit of wet snow and rain at times this evening, followed by a couple of snow showers late, a slushy coat into an inch around the city, low 34. Tomorrow, breezy, chilly, with a couple of snow showers in the morning, otherwise cloudy skies and a high of 37. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, low 29. Wednesday, sunshine through high clouds. It'll be milder with a high of 47. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon.
music could mean nothing other than, does this make sense? Does what make sense? Real Christmas trees, John. Oh. That's the question I bring to you today. Does a real Christmas tree, in an era of environmental conservation, climate change, the preponderance of CO2 in our atmosphere, the possible degradation of the planet on which we depend, does a real Christmas tree make sense? Absolutely, 100% does a Christmas tree, the real variety, it makes perfect sense, Kath. Of course it does. Yes. We, you know this. In our family, we're only doing the real thing, and we're going out into the woods, and we're cutting it down ourselves, dragging it home, putting it on top of the car. You know, we, we wrap it up there, and we feel good about it. Mm-hmm. I love a Christmas tree, the real variety. Plus, there's nothing like it in your living room. It smells beautiful. It's a little messy towards the end of the season, but I love it. A real Christmas tree, it makes perfect sense. I think it does not make sense, John. I, I feel bad not. for you. I know you do, and yet you should not, because I love trees. I mm-hmm. deeply love trees in their natural habitat. Mm-hmm. I like to see them continue to grow. I like to see them enhance the globe. I don't think I need them to be cut down and brought into my house so that mm-hmm. my cats can assault them, and then I can throw it away in six weeks. Right, I so just. So then as you say that, I- I'm also assuming that you like plastic flowers. No, of course I don't That's like the same plastic thing, Cap. flowers. It's the exact same thing. See, you try to plastic... catch me on a technicality, but no. I'm just not going with you there. No, you, every time you look at that fake tree, you go, that's fake. But you know what? It's not messy, so I feel good about it. Mm. No. Sorry. All right. We'll have Did to it just make sense? No, it does not make sense. All right. So I got a kid here in the house who, um, you know, he's very, he likes like scents oh like, you know, scented like stuff scented so, things yeah so in the shower right now i've got like a tub of body wash with a little oh. pump, a pump thing no and then so you know i'm like uh, i'm just gonna use soap and then the other day i thought well i use the body wash and then so i put it everywhere i'm putting it on my head on my face you know covering me and then i told him about it afterwards he goes that's just for body wash it's not shampoo it's not for your face so all of a sudden like you know there's like there's wash for your face, right. wash for the rest of your body. No. That stuff doesn't make sense right. to me. No, forget it. I'm with you yeah. on that, John. Body wash doesn't make sense. I agree. Get out of here. What's body. soap for, people? Give me a bar of soap anytime, please, okay? Keep your body wash for somebody in France or something like that. <laughs> Keep your body wash for the French. Yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. WORD. Jesus is the only one who can change your eternal destiny from hell to heaven. Jesus is the only one who can truly give you hope in the midst of hopelessness. Jesus is the only one who can remove every doubt in your life and give you purpose for living. Join Dr. Michael Youssef all this week on Leading the Way. Tomorrow morning at 6.30 on 101.5 WORD. 
Make this holiday sparkle with a gift from LS Jewelers, one of the only area jewelers to offer certified lab-grown diamonds. Just as brilliant and pure as mined diamonds, you won't be able to spot the difference because lab-grown diamonds are 100% real for about 30% less. And since there's no mine, the most economical choice is also the most ethical. See, a diamond doesn't have to cost the world. LS Jewelers, Robinson Town Center across from Ikea at lsjewelers.com. Listen to Kelvin. What he's about to say could change your life. I'm 6'2", and I was about 290. I lost weight fast. I trimmed down. Now I'm about 235. I'm probably at about 09, maybe 10% body fat. That's great. I lost probably at least 60 pounds in probably three and a half, four months. Color of my hair is coming back. Skin looks better. Um, Obviously gaining muscle. My muscle mass is coming back. Thank you for providing an awesome product. Somebody who actually has and does what they say they will. That's awesome. That's great, Kelvin. Losing that belly fat in less than four months is outstanding. Since 2004, Andro 400 has been changing men's lives, like Kelvin, and can help you lose belly fat, gain energy, and improve your lifestyle. We guarantee it. Go to andro400.com for more true testimonials, before and after photos, and special discounts. Only available on andro400.com. andro400.com. Don't let pests scare away your business. Get the help you need at BoozeBugStoppers.com. When cold drives pests and rodents inside, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team has your business covered. Get a free quote on your pest control and sanitation plan for the upcoming year with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. Along with the uh, so-called war on Christmas, whether that's your Starbucks coffee cup or not, you often hear this every Christmas season. Well, you know, Christmas really, you know, that's just a ripoff of pagan traditions because, you know, the pagans had it together and then this is everybody just copycatting. Right. Mm-hmm. You kind of go, okay, whatever. You just nod your head and move forward. Right. And then right? Go sing Rudolph. Right. <laughs> Tom Soroka is with us. Tom's a pastor of St. Nicholas Orthodox Church in McKees Rocks, Pennsylvania. Father, Tom, welcome to the show. How are you today? Hi, guys. Merry Christmas, almost. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas to, you. to you, too, Tom. Okay, so are you bringing us uh, good tidings or bad tidings absolutely. when it comes to the, to the no, origin? No, a- absolutely. I think uh, we all need to celebrate Christmas. And, you know, like John said, there there is this popular understanding that Christmas is just a pagan festival. Right. And, you know, the one thing that I'm concerned about is that a, a lot of this thought, believe it or not, did not um, didn't originate with secularists that want to destroy Christianity. It actually, this is the truth. It originated with the Puritans. Um, the the Puritans. 
Yeah, yeah. The Puritans actually had outlawed Christmas, the celebration of Christmas uh, in the 1800s in the United States um, for uh, several generations. And the Puritans felt that, like you said, that somehow Christianity had co-opted a pagan festival and that the there was nothing in the Bible that says to celebrate Christmas. And you know, while that particular statement is true, maybe what I wanted to talk about is why we celebrate any feast of the Lord at all. And that itself, the idea of celebrating a, a festival in honor of the work that God has done among us is very biblical. Mm-hmm. And it really comes, yeah, it comes from the, the Old Testament. And that's where it gets a little tricky because, you know, if we look for instance, at uh, St. Paul's letter to the Romans. Um, On the one hand, when we look at Galatians, St. Paul is accusing the Galatians of falling back into uh, kind of a Judaic um, uh, understanding. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're falling back under the law. And he says, you know, who has beguiled you, you know, uh, to do this. But the, the misunderstanding there is not that we don't take any cue from the Old Testament at all because the Lord Jesus Christ himself is the fulfillment of the Old Testament. So, you know, in, in an Orthodox understanding, at least that's the, the tradition that I come from and the perspective that I come from, what we do is we are trying to say, look at what God has revealed in the Old Testament and how do we see Christ in that? Because that's how Christ presents it. So the one thing that I always look at is the text in Exodus uh, about Passover. And what God says to the Israelites is he says, this is an everlasting covenant. He said that you will Mm -hmm. celebrate this for eternity. You will celebrate Passover. And the other ones also, um, these are to be celebrated eternally, unleavened bread, First fruits, feast of weeks, day of atonement. So the question for Christians is, what does that mean in a Christian context? Passover is easy, right? That's the Lord's resurrection. He is the fulfillment. He is our Passover, and that's why we celebrate Easter. And so Christmas became another time that we celebrate the incarnation of the Lord. Um, but then the question is. You know why do we celebrate it at December twenty fifth? Right. Okay. So then, Tom, go back to the beginning then, because apparently the the pilgrims they thought they had an answer to all this, right? Which was to just to ignore it all or perhaps ban it in their communities. Yeah, and and to me again, that's unfortunate. That's not to say that they didn't have a motivation to be, um, you know, very Christian and very biblical, yeah. but. As I, as I would say, I think it's very biblical to celebrate the work that God has done among us. And, and in Christmas, we're celebrating that. So here's the thing about December 25th. Were there pagan festivals that were celebrated at December 25th? Um, absolutely. For instance, there is the Feast of the Invincible Sun, which was 
the day that Hagen's, and it was actually a pretty late Hagen festival. It wasn't instituted until about the, the late third century. So it's before the, the sort of the Constantinian era. And the, the, the pagan emperor at that time wanted to mark the winter solstice, right? So today is that change, right? Today is yes. the shortest thing of the year on our on our uh, Gregorian calendar. But then it was celebrated on December 25th. Well, Christmas, it turns out, that is Christmas on December 25th, that's a pretty late festival in uh, Christian understanding. We hear about it in the 4th and the 5th century, which, of course, that's already 400 years after the time of Christ. The, the question is, where did the idea of December 25th come from? And what it really comes from is the idea, and this gets a little bit technical, but there's, there's an idea in, in ancient history of an integral age. The integral age was an idea that great figures always were born or conceived and died on the same day of the year. This is very, very common in, in history. This is very common in ancient history. So why December 25th? Well, where December 25th comes from is really the day of the Lord's conception, and that actually is a very early festival in the church. That festival is called Annunciation, and that generally was celebrated on March 25th. And that actually comes also from a day that that would have been the day that the Lord was either crucified or rose, which was commonly sort of understood as March 25th, at least for a time in the very early church. When you go nine months after March 25th, you get December 25th. And that's where December 25th came from. Well, all right. You heard it here first, or maybe not. It's certainly the first time I heard it. Uh, the Ride Home with John and Kathy. We are on, live on Facebook right now if you want to watch the show. Broadcasting on 101.5 Word FM and 7.30 AM WPIT. Uh, Father Tom Soroka is with us from St. Nicholas Orthodox Church in McKees Rocks. So, Tom, does any of that information infringe on your holiday celebration? Does it change how you think of it in any way? Well, it, it really doesn't because... You know, as I said, I think the really important thing is that what we are doing is we are marking the most important event in human history, and that is when the eternal Word of God, the, the, the Son of God, who is eternal, who is the Logos of God, he, he holds all of the divinity of God, that he comes into the world as a human. He takes on human flesh, and of course, he lives, he, he understands our struggles, he becomes the great high priest, he offers his life to his father as a sacrifice for the sins of the world, he rises from the dead and ascends into heaven. That all begins at the celebration of the Nativity. And it's actually interesting, in, you know, I think in Western Christianity, um, Christmas is like the big day of the year, right? It's really the big festival. Um, but from a theological standpoint, certainly from an Orthodox standpoint, the big festival is Easter, what, what we in the Orthodox Church call Pascha or Passover. 
And so the question becomes, well, what about Christmas? Well, Christmas, like I said, was sort of a late festival. And what was a bigger festival was his epiphany, was the manifestation of God as Trinity at the baptism of Christ. But that was also where the birth of Christ was celebrated. In other words, when I think about, you know, what is the significance of Christmas? Why is it really important? Why am I marking this day? I'm marking it because I'm remembering the acts of God in history, just like Israel, because we are the new Israel, right? Romans 11 yes. says we're grafted into the, the, the tree of Israel. We are marking the, the, the acts of God in, in human history by sending his son. And, you know, I think sometimes what we do is we confuse, and I, I want to make this very clear. We want to, con we, we confuse, we say, oh, Christmas trees are pagan. Well, they might be, but a Christmas tree is not Christmas for me. In other words, I could celebrate Christmas without a Christmas tree. I can sure. celebrate Christmas without holly or ivy or whatever it is. Those, those things are, uh, in a way, sort of the signs of Christmas. But the real meaning of Christmas is the birth of Christ. It is the incarnation of Christ, not Christmas trees and so forth. I'm not saying Christmas trees are wrong. I want to be very clear about that. <laughs> we have you, Christmas yeah. trees in our church. But, you know— the, the celebration is about the Lord's nativity. I'm into that. Tom Soroka, Father Tom Soroka, St. Nicholas Orthodox Church in McKees Rocks. So, Tom, um, as every pastor joins us on the air, we ask about how you're gathering for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. are, are you uh, meeting in person? Well, we are. Um, so, you know, our church has been very careful, and, and I, I was going to be careful about this because— we certainly respect science and we respect, you know, I have in my parish, I have a, a, um, a, a infectious disease specialist, you know, who works at AGH. So we have to, you know, be very, very careful. We have yeah. nurses and doctors and so forth. But we really do think it's important to gather together. And so we try to do that in a responsible way. Um, we are, you know, doing physical distancing. We are wearing masks. Um, however, the, the feast is still going to happen, and we are still having all of our services. We're having a – we'll start on Wednesday. We have a service at 10 a.m., which we call the Royal Hours, and so we're going to read a lot of the Psalms and the Scriptures about Christmas. And then we have two services on Thursday. We have a service on Friday, two services on Saturday, service on Sunday, and we are still gathering. Um, so we're sort of, you know, we use that 50% capacity measurement, um, and, and we are really, we have not had any incidents of anybody um, getting sick in the church or anything like that, and we really feel like it's very important that people gather together. Um, we don't do it in opposition to the government, right? We're not there to kind of put it in their face, but we are there to be obedient to God, um, because we are called to gather together. The, the Bible is very clear about that, right? Do not neglect the gathering of yourselves together. And there is a, especially at this time, it would seem to me, there is an incarnational aspect 
the gathering together. If we're going to celebrate the, the Lord of the universe taking on human flesh, then that means we have to do this in a physical way and not just in a sort of a virtual way, which for certain people is very important. Like our older people, I think they really need to protect themselves. But for people that are healthy and, and so forth and can do this in a responsible way, I think physically gathering together is really a very appropriate way to celebrate the Lord's nativity. I agree. Well, Tom, thanks an awful lot. We always appreciate your contribution here. Uh, you often delve deep into theological uh, problems, so uh, we always appreciate your presence here with us. And uh, for you and all your congregation, your family, of course, Merry Christmas to you, and uh, we look to, forward to a better 2021. Absolutely. Thank, thank you, John and Kathy, um, and may God bless you on this Christmas. God bless you as well. Father Tom Soroka, St. Nicholas Orthodox Church, McKees Rocks, Pennsylvania. We'll take a break, come back. Uh, we talked a little earlier in the show about Tunchiokin Day. I, I think it bears repeating as well. And uh, also, the Christmas tree at the point. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. Visit windowsarouspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of the highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company, windowsrspittsburgh.com. That's windowsrspittsburgh.com. When I go to the mall and those nice people at the kiosk in the middle try to sell me their product, I'm the guy just jetting on by. I'm not rude, but my head is down and my brain is not interested. And yet today, I'm the guy trying to grab your attention. December is a busy month, a month easy to just look down and think about Rudolph and ugly sweaters. But at our Faith and Family Mortgage Team, we've also learned it's a very popular time for people to think refinance or cash out refinance. The new year is next, and it often brings leftover bills or the desire to start the year fresh and finally use some home equity to do that dream special project. If you're curious about what that would look like for you, we think you'll see that we're a team committed to Word FM a team that despises even an ounce of pressure, and a team that's set up to move fast and stress-free. We are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. That's out-of-pocket money. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Tweens have mastered the art of tuning out. Jen, there's a spider in the car. We're turning your room into a home gym. See? Nothing. But some messages need to get through, like making sure they're buckled up the whole ride every time. Do whatever it takes to make your child listen. Jen, I friended your boyfriend. Wait, what? Buckle up, sweetie. Never give up until they buckle up. Learn more at safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup.
A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. With Merrill Guided Investing, you have the option to work with an advisor at a low cost and minimum. Get started at MerrillEdge.com slash investing goals. Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Fenner, and Smith Incorporated, both a registered broker-dealer and investment advisor. Member SIPC. We talked about this during the top of the show, but the city of Pittsburgh... Uh, in their great kindness and wisdom, has declared today Tunch Ilkin Day across Western Pennsylvania, across the city of Pittsburgh, which is fabulous. I mean, Tunch has been a, a regular guest on our show. Of course, you know Tunch uh, as a Pittsburgh Steeler from years past, also for many years part of the Steeler broadcast team. Uh, Tunch, Still part of the Steeler broadcast team. He is, yeah. But uh, Tunch was diagnosed with uh, Lou Gehrig's disease, and uh, boy, it's a heartbreak. But yeah, kudos to uh, the mayor. I know oftentimes we're quick to jump on the uh, the train and uh, disparage city government. But this is really a good thing to yep. lift Tunch up for the work that he's done for so many people. Of course, uh, him and his partner, Craig Wolfley, uh, on-air partners, they're just a delight. They've been really central to the Light of Life Ministries over on the north side, helping so many homeless people. So, yeah, well-deserved honor for Tunch Yokin today, uh, Tunch Yokin Day here in the city of Pittsburgh. Yeah. We love Tunch so much. I mean, I, I can't think of any guest that we've have enjoyed more than having uh, him and Wolf in the studio. I mean, they are a laugh a minute. They are. I mean, that's a hurricane. You got to grab onto that. Don't it you? It really is. It really is. But at the same time, look at how much they accomplish. First of all, they're great, terrific broadcasters. Yep. They've had a talk show together uh, on ESPN radio here in Pittsburgh for, I don't know how long, I mean, oh, long time. more than a decade. Yep. And uh, the work that they do with light of life, a ministry in the North side has been ongoing and Tunch has been the head of men's ministries at the Bible chapel oh. for also probably that same amount of time. Yeah. So really quality, quality guy. Uh, we certainly wish uh, Tunch well prayers. You think about Tunch and his wife and his children prayers for the entire uh, Ilkin family. Cause that's a one of a kind presence here across Western Pennsylvania. Absolutely. So if you know Tunch um, then reach out to him, if you don't then pray for him and uh, for everybody associated with him, everyone who's benefited from his ministries, as John said, his wife and his kids, Wolf, you know, Bill Hillgrove, that whole community there. Yep. You know, one of the things about social media, for better or worse, is that you really get to know when people are hurting, right? Whether they're, you know, children of children that you know, or tunch like that, or, right. you know, we follow somebody here as a, a sports talk uh, host here, Andrew Filipponi. And, uh, you know, he had tragedy come upon him, the death yeah. of his little baby. I mean, it, it's a heartbreak, but it's, again, it's a great encouragement to know that there are so many believers out there and, yeah. and non-believers who are lifting up prayers to those who are in great need. So yeah. say what you will about social media, especially, you know, from a prayer perspective, it's really a rich encouragement for people who are prayers. It really, it really is. is. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Andrew Filipponi. Um, he, he's on the fan and, but you might, might see him on the late night sports shows and whatever. And, um, boy, our best to he and his wife at the loss of their baby and just incredibly Gina. sad, difficult time they've been through. I mean, I just, I, it's, yeah, I don't know what to, to say other than I'm just so sorry mm-hmm. and uh, praying for that family as well. Hey, uh, I want to tell you about an event that you can be part of, of course, socially distance. Um, Christian Associates, which is uh, really one of the forces of of Jesus here in Western Pennsylvania, is asking people to step outside their homes on Christmas Eve evening at 6.30 on Christmas Eve, 
light a candle if you're so inclined, and sing Silent Night. Um, look, you know, throughout COVID, right, remember this first happened, I think, in Italy, where people met at 7 o'clock every evening and banged pots and pans in support of uh, those first responders, those healthcare workers. And, of course, New York picked that thread up as well. So here's an opportunity to come together as Christian believers and to empower those around you and sing together at 6.30, Silent Night. I mean, it'd be great to hear, you know, all the strains of Silent Night around your neighborhood to think that people are coming together. Uh, a lot of people, you know, we talked to how many pastors today. Some churches are meeting. Some churches are not going to meet on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So if you're one of those churches that are not meeting and you feel outside of the community wishing for connection, this is, again, some small way to feel connected to the greater body of Jesus sure. across Western Pennsylvania. Sure, sure. Um, it would be weird to do that. I mean, I want to say that I want to charge ahead and I would definitely do that. But then I think, would I do that? Kath, you come to my house on New Year's Eve and you bang pots and pans and yell at the stroke of midnight. Yeah, but you are the, you you go ahead of me, get ahead of me in the obnoxious thing. And I just like ride in your wake. It's not obnoxious. I don't know if I want to start off on my own here in the North Hills. It's a celebration. You can sing, you can sing quiet if you choose. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.